This is RuneScape. It is one of the oldest and most involved massively multiplayer online role-playing games in existence. This game has been played by millions around the world, but for those of you familiar with the channel, you know we are not here for the gameplay or the mad early 2000s style graphics. We are here for the economy. And oh boy, does RuneScape have an amazing economy. A majority of trade done by players in the game today is done via the Grand Exchange, which has similar functionality to most trading markets in most MMOs and even a lot of similarities to trading markets in the real world. Any game that has this kind of player-driven trading market will cause a level of economic intrigue. But what I find most interesting is the time before the Grand Exchange took over the game. Before the Grand Exchange existed, a majority of trade was done through a player-to-player -player trading system, where one player would negotiate with another player for the sale of an item, and then both players would engage in a hand-to-hand -hand virtual trade. This is so truly unique because it gave RuneScape the functionality of an economy from a time period that it represented. There are a lot of assumptions made about trade in traditional academic economics. The big ones are that people will act rationally when making an economic decision, we always have perfect access to all of the information that we need to make that good decision, and that we are ultimately have unlimited wants, but only limited resources in which to fulfill those wants. In video games like EVE Online for example, these assumptions actually kind of hold up. The market system is pretty sterile in EVE. Players have access to all of the information that they need, and they can just click and buy the cheapest option available to them for the item that they have determined that they need. This makes it a pretty textbook economy. RuneScape before the Grand Exchange was a little different. There was no huge market tab with pricing information, it was just good old school person to person trading. And this meant that someone looking at the economy of RuneScape had to step outside the comfort zone of these perfect little economic assumptions and step into the world of business. In business, there is a general model called the four P's of marketing that will determine how well something will sell. They are pricing, how much are you selling the item for? Pretty simple. Promotion, how do you get the word out about your item? Place, where can people go to buy it? And product, what are you actually selling? Is it of good quality? Will it do what you say it will? Now, in a typical video game market, most of these points don't really matter. People will know what an item does, and for the most part, there are likely many, many, many identical copies of exactly the same item on the game server somewhere. And if you right-click Show Info, it gives you pretty much all of the information you need as to what a product does. So there goes the product and promotion side of the debate. Oftentimes, typical game markets will just deposit purchases items directly into a player's inventory, so they won't have to worry about the placement of an item either. Really, what it comes down to is knowing what item you need, opening up the market, I see it, I like it, I want it, I got it. Because RuneScape relied on this more limiting player-to-player -player trading model though, the 4Ps were much, much more important. Players would make sure that they were positioned well in trading squares and would refine their shouts into fantastic products that they had to offer. Reputation was important because scams were prevalent and price was a bit of a shot in the dark and ultimately it came down to good old-fashioned haggling right there and then. This kind of old-school exchange-based trading system was amazing. But, unfortunately, it was much, much harder to monitor. Professional players that would harvest RuneScape gold and valuable in-game items using automated game bots and trade them for real money at a price well below what the game developers would offer it for, this kind of activity was of course not permitted by the game developers, but easily flew under the radar for this kind of player-to-player -player trading system. So, since 2007, RuneScape has slowly adapted a trading system 
more similar to these textbook marketplaces that we see in other video game economies. This is not to say that the economy of RuneScape doesn't have other incredibly interesting points of note though. As I was conducting my research on this video, a channel viewer reached out to me and directed me to a paper that he had written on inflation in video game economies with a case study specifically on RuneScape. The thesis of this paper is that RuneScape's markets and more specifically its market prices are just as dependent on real world influences as markets for cars or oil or shares. I would highly recommend that anybody go and read this paper. The main focal point of the paper though is a study of the relationship between RuneScape Gold, US dollars and RuneScape bonds, which don't actually have that much in common with real world bonds and are instead just used to give an account a premium subscription to the game for 14 days. Bonds can be purchased using real world money and then traded in game for gold. So the game's legitimate market for gold basically has a foreign exchange market with a real world currency through these bonds. Just as there are foreign exchange analysts for real world currency exchanges, this paper analyzes the relationship between US dollars and the RuneScape gold market in a very particular instance. In late 2018, RuneScape became available on mobile platforms, opening the game up to a huge number of new players looking to get into the game through this more engageable platform. This initially saw a huge spike in the price of these premium subscription bonds, because the assumption was that more players in the game means more demand for game subscriptions, and this would have been a reasonable assumption if it was not for one major oversight. These new mobile players were more open to the idea of microtransactions and paying real world money to get ahead in the game. Instead of grinding for gold in RuneScape and buying premium subscription bonds with it, they would actually rather pay real money for these bonds and sell them in the game for gold to get a head start over regular players who would have to earn this gold in game. This ultimately saw a huge downturn in the price of these bonds and made RuneScape gold comparatively more valuable than it was in relation to the US dollar. This is just one example of the amazing speculative currency market of RuneScape. People are getting increasingly more and more serious about this, to the point where there are reports of RuneScape gold being a more stable alternative to real currency for the citizens of Venezuela, and subsequently power outages in Venezuela causing economic recessions on the RuneScape servers. The game has today been out for close on 20 years. It is showing its age and the active player base is shrinking. But in my eyes at least, RuneScape will always be one of the most accurate depictions of a real world micro market with all of the nuances and realities involved with the markets we experience in our everyday lives. Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed the latest video. If you did, please consider liking and subscribing. I have a new upload schedule of a video every Thursday and Saturday now. Hope that means I'll be able to explore more topics in a shorter period of time. Otherwise, I'll be hanging out on the Discord server for Economics Explained for an hour after this video goes up. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to come and chat with me. Otherwise, I do my very best to reply to every serious question that I see in the comments section. Thanks guys. Bye.